Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. And we most of the time have leftovers to eat on probably for the next day or two. And I want you to understand something. I don't know about y'all, but the food tastes better the next day than it did the day we got it. When that food sat in the refrigerator, somehow I don't know what it is about the refrigerator, but when it sets in there, that flavor, it just sets and it just moves around. And the next day you put it in the microwave, that food tastes so much better. So I want you to understand that with David, he said, I have one son that remains. So sometimes people may leave you out. They may overlook you. They may say, oh, he ain't, she ain't nothing. He ain't it. She, she ain't it. They ain't the one. But God said, I got a seat just for you. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to say thank you for everyone that's here in the building today. And also, I want to say good morning to the online community. Thank you so much for joining in today. So you're going to go ahead and dive into the Word of God. You want to tell this lesson, you can tell this lesson, it's my time. Somebody say, it's my time. It's my time, it's my time. With, the sub, with the subtitle, No More Runner-Up. It's my time. No more runner-up. Amen. So some of you have been waiting, and you have been wondering, waiting and wondering, God, why hasn't, why hasn't it happened for me? You know what your it is. Why hasn't it happened for me? God, why haven't I been promoted yet? Why haven't I received the position, God? Why haven't I got, been recognized? Why haven't they seen me? Why hasn't it happened for me? Since some of you today in here, why hasn't it happened for me today? So this is what I want to talk about tonight. Today, it's my time. No more runner-up. I came here to tell you, this is not a means of God speaking through me. I came here today to tell you, God is saying, I've heard your fervent prayers. I've seen you increase your giving. I saw how well you handled the ones that mishandled you when you wanted to tell them off. You wanted to cuss them out, but you kept your mouth shut anyway. God said, I saw you hold your tongue. God is saying, I see the tears that fell down your eyes when they hurt you, and you kept smiling, but behind closed doors you were crying. God said, I've seen it all. And God I said, I've seen every sacrifice you made. I've seen your investment. I've seen what you did when no one else was looking. God said, I've seen it all. And I've seen you fall down, and you got back up again and tried again and again and again. God said, I've seen it all. It's my time. Somebody say, it's my time. It's my time. No more runner-up. And even when, you did, even, even when you didn't want to do it, you did what had to be done. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So when you, thought no one's, when you thought no one was watching, God was. All right, so I just want to briefly just explain the word runner-up. So when we say runner-up, the word runner-up, it means the person that does not win first place, but the one that finished in second, where they almost went, they almost won, but not quite. It's kind of like a podium. You have your first, your second, and your third. You almost won, but not quite. All right, so, but in this season, God is saying no more runner-up. God is saying no more runner-up. This is not the season of next, but the season of now. Let me say it one more time. This is not the season of next, but the season of now. Right now, somebody say it's my time. Y'all believe that today it's my time. Thank you, Jesus. It is my time. All right, so let's go ahead and dig right in. I have a few points for you today that I want to cover. The first point I want to cover today is reserved. Somebody say reserved. reserved. And once I understand, I'm a talker, so I want a lot of repeating today, so get ready to talk with me, okay? All right, so the first word I want to cover today, the first point is going to be reserved. Reserved. Now, the word reserve, it means to keep specially for a particular purpose or person. To keep specially for a particular person or, pur- or pur- purpose. And also, it means slow to reveal. God has many of you on reserved in your life right now. You're wondering, well, God, what hasn't happened for me? I seen you did it for her. I seen you do it for him. I seen her over there getting blessed. I seen her over here with this. I seen all of it. Why is it not happening for me? God is saying, in the season of your life, I have you on a reserve. I have you set aside until I get ready to reveal. All right? So God hasn't forgotten about you. 
God hasn't forgotten about you. He just had you on a season of reserved. Amen? And I want you to understand that when something is reserved, the seat is already secure. Let me say it one more time. When something is reserved, the seat is already secure. So it's kind of like when you go to, there's some kind of event going on, they ask you to RSVP to reserve before you get there. So before you get there, your seat is already safe. Your seat is already reserved. And this somebody tries to come and get your seat, guess what? They can't have your seat because that's your seat. Amen. So the price has already been paid for you. Amen. Your seat is secure. Somebody say, my seat is secure. My seat is secure. My seat is safe. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So some of you are probably wondering, okay, she kind of hear you talking about reserved and my seat is saved and I get it. All this is happening, but God's waiting for me. But why me? Why am I on reserved? So I got an answer for you. God is, God is saying today, I needed you to be ready for the release. The next release comes with greater responsibility and I needed you to be ready. What you're doing right now, God is saying you're, you're dealing with a lot of things. You're battling over here and you're battling over there. People, you're, t- you're dealing with people right here and dealing with people over here. But God is saying what's getting ready to come next, I need you to be ready because it's bigger than what you have now. Amen? So you may not quite understand in the season of life what you're going through. Why is this happening, this trial, this tribulation, this storm? Why is this happening to me? But God is saying I need you to be ready for what's next. There's greater responsibility for what's coming. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So let's go ahead and get to the Word of God, my favorite thing, the Word of God. So if you would, if you have your Bibles, we can turn to 1 Samuel 16, and we're going to read verses 4 through 13. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. 1 Samuel 16, 4 and 13. All right, everybody okay out there? Okay. 1 Samuel 16, 4 and 13, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. All right, so let's go ahead and begin reading. Is everybody there? All right. So Samuel did what the Lord said and went to Bethlehem. And the elders trembled at his coming and said, do you come peacefully? And he said, peacefully, I have come to sacrifice the Lord. Sanctify yourself and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So it was when they came. Then he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointing is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Amen? So before I even dig deeper, let me give you a little background story of what's going on. So God is looking for a new king. Amen? Saul was, Saul was the king, but God, God is, is tired of Saul. Saul want to do what people say. Saul want to please the people. Saul want to make sure the sister wears. Sister, are you happy with me? I'm going to do what you say. Paul wants to please the people, but God's like, I'm not pleased with that. I want you to look at your heart and follow what I'm telling you to do. But Saul didn't want to listen to that. So God is saying, you know what, Saul, you want to do what you want to do? I'm going to find a king that's going to follow my heart and say what I say and do what I do. Amen? So God, he sent Samuel, who was your prophet. He sent Samuel on a mission to go find somebody to take the spot of Saul. Amen? He found someone to go send Saul to find somebody to take the spot of Saul. He sent Samuel the prophet. Let me slow down. I'm getting excited. He sent Samuel the prophet to go find somebody to take the spot of Saul. Amen? Because Saul wanted to do what he wanted to do, and God don't like that. Amen? God don't like that you're going to do what I say, not what you want to do. Amen? If you're going to rule over my nation and rule over Israel, you're going to do what I say. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So God sent Samuel out to find a prophet, excuse me, to find a new king. So let's go ahead and just look at verses real quick, verses 6 and 7. Verse 6, I'm going to read it and break it down for you. It says, so it was when they came, he looked at Eliab and said, surely the Lord's anointing is before him. So the first person 
that Samuel saw when he went out for his search to find the king. He looked and he saw this nice, big, handsome young fella. He was just physical, fit. He just, he looked fine. He was sexy. Amen. <laughs> he saw his whole, he, he has to be king. He must be the king. He has to be king. He looks the part. His appearance fits. I know that people will love to see how he looks like because he's king and he looks that good. They would love to see that. But God said, Samuel, listen to me, son. That's not, that's, not who he, that's not who the king's supposed to be. And then God, he goes on and he says right here, we don't just look at the outer appearance, not just the physical appearance. Everything you see, don't, everything that looks good ain't always good, amen? Everything that looks good ain't always good. He may be fine, may have a six-pack. She may be nice with the hips and curves and all the stuff that men like, amen? But God is saying, don't look at the outer appearance all the time, amen? So God said, nope, he's not it. Keep going. So he goes on his journey and he continues to look. In verse 7, it tells us, Jesus said, don't look at the outer appearance. Amen. I want you to understand that sometimes in this life, you're still in this reserve season. Amen. You're still in this reserve season, and God is saying, we can look at the outer appearance. Many of you have been overlooked. Many of you have been overlooked because people looked at you in your outer appearance, and they said that, hmm, she doesn't play the part. She doesn't fit the part. Just, just look at her. She don't look pretty enough. He's not handsome enough. She don't look strong enough. She don't, she don't like he, he can do it. So people have looked at you and, and judged you by the outside of you. But God is saying that today, in the seat of your reserve, people that have overlooked you, God is saying, I'm going to get ready to reveal very soon. Amen? He's going to reveal the truth very soon. Amen? So he wasn't king. So God continues on. We look at verse 8. It says, so Jesse called, and y'all, these names are a little challenging for me, so I'm trying to help me out a little bit. So Jesse called... Abinadab, Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. So he goes on. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by and he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. So he went through three men already and so far God is saying, no, that's not it. No, he ain't it. No, he ain't it. And all these guys probably look pretty appealing to be it. But God is saying, no, 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 these are not it. Let's go on and read verse 10. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen these. So time has went by. Samuel's down here trying to find a king. So far, if I was saying I'd be a little weird, God, you sent me out here and told me there's going to be a king, but where is he at? I don't look. There's seven guys, and none of these guys are it. So if we go on and read, and Samuel said to Jesse, Jesse, this is the father of all these boys. Jesse, he says, are all the young men here? This is Samuel speaking. Are all the young men here? Then he said, there remains yet the youngest, and there he is, keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. We, will, we, are, we are not going to sit down until, you, until we bring him here. Amen? So I want to break down verses 8 through 11 for you. Jesse brought forth seven of his sons, and neither of them were it. There has been many times of you where you weren't just overlooked, but you weren't even considered. You weren't, even over, you weren't just overlooked, but you weren't even considered. So I want you to understand the way I read the Bible, I look at it as it's a story in my head. So Samuel's out there looking for a king, and he's like, okay, where's, is there any more left? There's got to be somebody else here. There's nobody, is there anybody, anybody else left? He's asking Jesse. And Jesse's like, well, I mean, I got, I got a son out there. Out there, his name is David, and he's keeping the sheep. You want, you want to see him? And Jesse's like, uh, yeah, send him on in. We ain't going to sit down until we get him in here. Now I want you to understand this part that stuck out to me. The part that stuck out to me is verses, excuse me, i got to find it really quickly. The verse is where it says, uh, verse 11, And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes. 
So I want you to understand when something is reserved, no one can sit in your seat. When something is reserved, no one can have your seat until you get there. So I want you to know this seat was still wide open. They had seven men come in. They had different men come in to try to fill up that spot, but nobody could sit into that seat until David walked in the room. They weren't going to sit down until David came into that room. So I want you to understand that you're, you're in a season of reserve, and as long as you're reserved, you may not see it right now. You may not understand right now. You may be confused right now. But as long as you're in the season of reserve, God has you covered, and your seat is safe. Amen? Your seat is safe. Thank you, Jesus. So Samuel asked him, are all the men here? Then he says, I have my son out there. He's tending to the sheep. He says, bring him in. So when he brings him in, Jesse replies, this is my youngest son. He's keeping the sheep. And one part right here, I want you to understand where it says, then he said, there remains the youngest son keeping the sheep. Now, the word remains, it means the parts left over after other parts have been removed. Basically, what's left. So I want you to understand, I don't want to get too excited and start talking too fast. I want you to understand that, that Jesse told Samuel, the only son that remains is David. And I just said the word remains, it means the parts left over after other parts have been removed, what is left over. And I don't know about y'all, but let me just give you a natural example. There's, in my family, we had a big family. There's five children and my mom and my daddy. My mama, she likes to cook. And when she cooks, she cooks large portions. And we most of the time have leftovers to eat on probably for the next day or two. And I want you to understand something. I don't know about y'all, but the food tastes better the next day than it did the day we got it. When that food sat in the refrigerator, somehow I don't know what it is about the refrigerator, but when it sets in there, that flavor, it just sets and it just moves around. And the next day you put it in the microwave, that food tastes so much better. So I want you to understand that with David, he said, I have one son that remains. So sometimes people may leave you out. They may overlook you. They may say, oh, he ain't, she ain't nothing. He ain't it. She, she ain't it. They ain't the one. But God said, I got a seat just for you. I got a seat just for you. Somebody believe that I got a seat just for you. Thank you, Jesus. So whatever's remaining, just know the leftovers be the best. Amen? And what's that scripture say? The last shall be first. Amen? The last shall be first. So those that overlooked you, that thought you were nothing, you didn't look good enough, he wasn't handsome enough, she wasn't pretty enough. I know what God says I am. You know what God says you are, and you are fearfully, and you are wonderfully made. Amen? And God will use you. God can use you. Amen? Somebody say, it's my time. It's my time. Thank you, Jesus. So let's go on and read the word of God. So if we continue on, many people are playing the part. You go to buildings, and, I mean, the church looks good. I mean, the church is full. You go on social media, and they're on there, I mean, just doing it good. They got so many views and so many likes, and oh, my God, I want so much support. And it looks so good. It's like, well, God, what about me? God, I'm being faithful. What about me? God, I'm doing what you said. What about me? Sometimes you just want to throw on the towel and say, I'm going to be honest. I'm like, God, I, I got six views this week, so maybe I just need to stop. Maybe I just need to stop. But God is saying, no, this is for somebody today. No, get up and keep speaking the word of God. Keep doing what I told you to do. Because I want you to understand that David's not getting a position of some little small peasant. David's about to become king. He's about to become king. You're about to become queen in here. You're about to become king in here. Amen. So God has you on a season of reserve. He's about to raise you up. Thank you, Jesus. Your your seat is already secured. Thank you, Jesus. So again, I want to just cover this last part. Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, but will not sit down till he comes in. Your seat is secure. Somebody say, my seat is secure. My seat is secure. And until you show up, no one's going to sit down. Until you reach the scene, we will not start the show. Until you come forth, it will not be fulfilled. 
until you, God has chosen you, the chosen one, the mission cannot be accomplished. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So again, Samuel went out there trying to find somebody. He was getting a little weird. All right, you got any more sons left? Yeah, I got one son. You know, he's out there in the sheep. God said, Samuel said, bring him forth. And this guy's about to be king. Amen. This is not a peasant position. This is a big king position. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Over Israel. Can you imagine being a king or a queen over, I mean, a, a nation? Being king or queen over, I mean, a big, I mean, big. Not little brain men, but big. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Again, somebody say, it's my time. It's my time. I believe that. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so let's go on and read the word. Verse 12, it tells us. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was, this is David coming in from, from ten of the sheep. They're bringing him in. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Now, let's take a look at verse 12 right here where it says, he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. Now, I looked up the word ruddy. I wasn't quite sure what that meant, so I looked it up. The word ruddy, it means to be reddish in tone. It's kind of like when I'm outside, I like to run. I go outside and I run and I come back in and my cheeks are kind of, kind of blush and red from working. So sometimes people, they have ruddish skin because they work in the sun a lot. Or they have ruddish skin because they're healthy. You mean you, you, you look healthy. So basically, we're looking at outer appearance again. People may look at David, may look at you and think, hmm. I don't know about her. She look a little sweaty. She stinks a little bit. I mean, he just tends to sheep. I mean, he's just a dumpster guy. I mean, she works at fast food restaurant. I mean, who, who is she? But I want you to understand that God has chosen you. God has chosen you. God has chosen you. Even the ones that may seem like I don't, I don't, ha- I don't have the qualification. I feel like I'm not big enough. I can't. I don't have the word, the word, the right words to say. I don't pronounce it right. I say it wrong. I misquote the scripture sometimes. God is saying, I've chosen you. You are the one. Somebody say, it's my time. It's my time. Thank you, Jesus. I may not have the right grammar all the time. I may, I may say it wrong, but guess what? It's still my time. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I may mess up, but it's still my time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So David, he was ruddy. And I'm assuming he was ruddy because he worked outside tending the sheep. So I'm guessing his, his skin was blushing red from tending the sheep. And he said, David, he had bright eyes and he was handsome. So... God thought David was handsome. The Bible says David was handsome. He was handsome, amen? And David was called right in the middle of him working. Now, I want you to understand, I'm the kind of person that when somebody calls my name, some, he's a prophet, Samuel's prophet. If somebody wants to call me and I'm outside working out or something or, you know, cutting the grass, and Pastor Straub, for an example, is like, all right, Shekinah, I need you to come in here. Um, can I take a shower real quick first? I've been outside, tend to the sheep. My skin's a little sweaty. But David, he didn't have time to do all that. David came in as he was. Amen. David came in as he was. He was sweaty, and he probably smelled like a little sheep sheep. You know what I'm saying? A little smell was on him, but he came in as he was. He was ruddish, but he came in as he was. God, he didn't have time to go. Sometimes we don't have time to, to get ready. We're already ready. Because you think, you think, you think that you're not ready, but guess what? You're already ready. You're ready. It's already within you. All the time you have spent praying. The praise your grandma prayed, the praise your mother prayed, the praise that you have did within yourself, your warfare and your, your crying out. Even when you said, God, I surrender all, you didn't know what you were saying. You were surrendering all right in that moment. And God is saying, I have chosen you. Somebody say, it's my time. It's my time. Thank you, Jesus. It's my time. No more runner-up. No more runner-up. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go on and read the next verse. Verse 13, it says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. In the midst of his brothers. I want you to understand that he didn't do it behind closed doors. 
He did in the midst of his brothers. The same ones that came in front of him, the same ones that were before him, the same ones that got position before you got the position, God anointed him in the midst of his brothers. The same ones that who tackled you, the same ones who, who, who dashed at you, the same ones who bullied you, the same ones who persecuted you, the same ones who did you wrong, the same ones who said that you couldn't do it. God, he, he anointed them in the midst of all his brothers. So in the midst of your enemies, I want you to understand today that God can prepare a table for you. Amen. God's prepared a table for you in the midst of your enemies. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, it's my time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And without hesitation, without hesitation, without, without hesitation, God said, anoint him. Arise. He is the one. Somebody say, I am the one. I am the one. I am the one. I don't care what you said. I don't care what he say. I don't care what my haters say. I don't care what my enemies say. I am the one. Because God said, I am the one. Amen. Somebody say, it's my time. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So like I said in verse 13, he anointed him in the midst of his brothers. In this season, I want you to understand that God is anointing you. God has anointed you. Everyone that's sitting in this room, those that are watching now, those that are watching later, God has anointed you in the midst of the ones who didn't even consider you. God's anointed you in the midst of the ones that came before you. God has anointed you in the midst of those that may have a position 15 years and you were just a new associate there. God has anointed you. You are the chosen one. For the ones that don't even have a degree, well, I don't have a degree, God has anointed you. For those that only have a bachelor, a GED, God has anointed you. You are the one. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. In the midst of those that appear to look better than he did, God anointed him. You are the one. Thank you, Jesus. And even in the midst of the ones that didn't even give you a chance, there's some folks that didn't even want to give you a chance. They looked at you. They heard you talk. Uh, she don't sound like she educated. She, she talks too fast. She sounds kind of stupid. She doesn't sound professional enough. Her words aren't big enough. So God is saying, I have chosen you. Amen? I have chosen you. Thank you, Jesus. He did it in the midst of all those people. So just like David, when no one was expecting him to, to be chosen, that's when he was called and he came forth. When no one expected him to be chosen, when he was called, he came forth. You've been working. You've been giving it your all. You've been, you've been tending to the sheep, tending to God's people. You've been watching over everyone else, and God has been watching you watch everybody else. Amen? You want to make sure that she's good, make sure my baby's good, my son's good, get my son out of this, my daughter out of this. You want to help everybody, but God is saying, why are you helping everybody? I have been watching you. I've been watching you. I've been watching you. Amen? Somebody say, this is my time. Thank you, Jesus. God is saying, I saw your diligence. I saw your faithfulness. I saw your loyalty. I saw your heart. I saw you be, be sincere. I saw that you were genuine. I saw it all. God said, I was watching you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So I want you all to be ready. To be ready when God calls and say, come forth. When God calls and say, come forth, Yolanda. When God calls and say, come forth, Nicholas. When God calls and say, come forth, Miss Farah. I want you to say, God, I'm ready. Are y'all ready? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So just like David, he didn't go back and forth with Samuel. When God called David, excuse me, when Samuel called David, David didn't say, well, are, are you sure? You want to anoint me? Am I the one? He, he stood there and he did what God said. Because sometimes, sometimes I'll be honest. I question God sometimes. I, I'm going to sit here and be honest with y'all. I'm like, God, are you, you sure you want me to teach this lesson? You sure you, Pastor Stroud, want me to come up here and do this today? Are you 100% sure? Am I, am I really ready? If God says you're ready, you're ready. Amen. Do y'all trust Jesus? Do you trust Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, somebody say, it's my time. No more runner-up. No more runner-up. All right, so let's go on and read. David didn't get a chance to wash off, like I said, but he came forth when God spoke. 
And I want you to understand, I'm going to give you a natural example here about some of you are probably still wondering, okay, reserved, I want to, I want to understand a little bit more. I want you to think about when you go to a jewelry store, there's jewelry all in the store hanging up. You got some you can, you know, look at it and touch it. But in the very, very front, there's this big display box. You can see, it's sometimes in the front, it's in the back, it's a, dis- it's a display box. But you cannot touch that jewelry until you get the key to unlock the side of it and right, go around and pull right. it out. God has some of you that's sitting in here today, most of you, all of you in here today, in that same jewelry box, everybody, God has put you in that box and save you because everybody can't touch you. Everybody can't tamper with you, and no one can have access to you until God puts the key into that box where you're able to get in there and pull you out. Amen. So God is saying it's your time. It's time for me to put that key in. I'm ready to pull you out and show you off. I'm ready to pull you out and show you off because some of y'all think that you are supposed to be behind closed doors, supposed to be behind, you know, behind the walls. I can't. God is saying come forth. Come forth. I'm going to do what God called me to do. I'm going to do it boldly, and I don't care who don't like it because if God said it, I'm going to do it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Like that jewelry box, God has kept some of you. He didn't want everybody to touch you and temper with you. Because some folks will have mishandled you. But God is saying, I kept you. I was holding you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And one more last point, which is going to come to my end today, is ready. Somebody say ready. 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 Now, the word ready, it means easily available, within reach, in a suitable state for an activity, action, or situation. Easily available, within reach, within reach. Amen. Like I said in the very beginning, the greater the responsibility, greater responsibility will come with this release. So what God is getting ready to do in your life right now, God is saying it's going to be greater responsibility with this new release. Amen. So all the time where you were setting out and thought nobody wanted to use you, nobody wanted to call you out to come do nothing, nobody wanted to use you. God said, I was having you in a resting season. You need to rest. You need to sit down and get your strategy together and figure it out. Because now with this, response, this release I'm getting ready to give off, off to you, the release I'm getting ready to pour upon your life is coming with greater responsibility. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Thank you, Jesus. So be ready. We must be ready. So let's cover a few more scriptures. I'm coming to my end. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. I'm also reading from the New King James Version. And it reads, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And let's break this down a little bit. To remain steadfast means to be firm, unwavering. Nobody can't stop you. You're being firm. Even when the wind comes, when the storm comes, when the trials come, when persecution comes, I'm going to remain steadfast. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. And it also says to remain unmovable. The word unmovable means to not be able to be moved, not yielding to arguments or pressure. Not yielding to argument or pressure. So when the pressure of life comes, gas prices are sky high. But guess what? God has us safe. Amen. We're in this world, but not of this world. Amen. When there's not enough supply for things, God is saying, don't don't fret not. Fret not, my son. Fret not, my daughter. God is saying, I got you. You're covered. Unmovable. Steadfast. And also it goes on and says, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Stay in his word every day. Stay doing what God says. Even when you don't want to, God is saying, stay doing what I say. It can be a little difficult sometimes because we are still humans and we are in this fleshly body. Sometimes people, they they make me want to tell them off, but I got to remain humble and stay in the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And more than just a Sunday morning service, but every day. Somebody say every day. Every day. Every day. We got to get up and pray. We got to read our Bibles every day. Not just when the, when the storms will come, but every single day in the good times and the bad times. Rejoice. Amen. And one more scripture I want to cover to come to my end. It's Galatians 6 and 9. Also read from the New King James Version. It reads, 
And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we, if we not lose heart, if we faint not. Amen. Your due date is approaching. You should be getting excited about that. I said your due date is approaching. Your time has come. Now, I want to give you a few examples for those who are like, okay, your due date is really coming. I want you to understand. It's just as a, as a pregnant mother has been pregnant for nine months, she's getting ready to get to her due date to hold her baby, to hold her prize. God is saying your due date is getting ready to arrive. Amen. Yes. And just like those students, I know when I was getting ready for graduation, the closer the date got, the more excited I got. I'm getting ready to graduate. Amen. The due date is coming closer. And for those that even may have, may have worked, just as an employee gets excited about when it's almost time to clock out, I don't worked all day. I'm tired. You're supposed to go on my nerves. I'm finna clock out. Just like you get excited, your due date is coming to an end. God is saying your due date is coming to an end. Amen. In yes. yes. due season, you shall reap if you faint not. You shall reap if you faint not. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Jesus. Your labor is not in vain. I'm going to tell you that your labor is not in vain. Amen. God has heard your prayers. He has seen your cries. He's seen the tears come off your eyes. God is saying your labor is not in vain. Thank you, Jesus. And you're about to reach the reward. Amen. Somebody say, it's my time. It's my time. No more runner-up. Thank you, Jesus. All right, and that is all that I have for you today. I hope you all enjoyed the word as much as I did. So should we go into a word of prayer? All right, so if you would, just close your eyes, whatever you do when we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you so much for this day you have made. God, we just thank you, Lord God, for allowing your presence to be here with us today, Lord God. God, right now, Lord God, for those that are in this room, Lord God, that need more of you, God, we lift our hands and surrender to you right now, Lord God. Those that are carrying any burden, any weight, Lord God, any confusion, any doubt, anything in us, Lord God, that is not of you, we cast those cares right now and give it to you, Lord God. God, I give it all over to you. We give it all over to you. We surrender all to you right now in the name of Jesus. For those that are sick in their bodies, Lord God, God, touch them right now, Lord God. From top of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord God, touch their bodies right now in the name of Jesus. And God, even so in this world we just heard today, Lord God, allow us to not just only be hearers, God, but doers of it as well, Lord God. Not just hear about your goodness, Lord God, but allow us, Lord God, to be able to, to experience your goodness, Lord God. Allow us to experience, Lord God, the testimonies we heard, Lord God, today, Lord God. Allow it to be our story, Lord God. For God, you have said it's our time, Lord God. And we truly believe that it's our time, Jesus. So God, allow us to be ready. Allow us to be ready when you come, Lord God. Allow us to be ready when you reveal your glory, Lord God. Allow us to be ready, Lord God, for this next thing that's getting ready to hit us, Lord God. For this next release, Lord God. Allow us to be ready, Lord God. So God, prepare us right now, Lord God. For we are already prepared. Thank you, Jesus. We are already prepared, Lord God. So when you come, Lord God, let us speak when you say speak, Jesus. Let us walk when you say walk, Jesus. Let us move when you say move, Jesus. Let us do what you say do, Lord God. Allow us to be obedient to you at all times. So God, we just thank you this morning, and we just bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. And for those that are in this room today or watching online, I want to give you the opportunity to give your life over to Christ. So if you would, just simply say this prayer after me, and I believe this would be the start of the journey with Jesus. So if you would, repeat after me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I admit that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe in, my, I believe in your death, burial, and resurrection. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are Lord and Savior. So God, right now I give my life to you. God, I try doing it my own way and I keep finding myself in the same spot again. So God, I give my life to you fully right now. And I thank you for, for who you are, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. And for those that are watching in here and online, I believe that if you get that prayer, you have welcome to the family of Jesus, amen. Thank you, Lord. That's all that I have for you. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. 
It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.